Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Relationship Blow Up podcast with Tracy Contreras. And this is a podcast that is focused on building relationships and recovering from relationship fails, including the relationship with yourself. This is episode five, Love Insecurity. Today, I want to talk about love insecurity. So what's love insecurity? What is it? I was inspired to write about love insecurity today after I finished listening to a podcast about money insecurity. And this was actually a podcast that was released a few weeks ago by my coach, the amazing Stacey Bayman. And she released an excellent, amazing podcast on how people think and behave when they feel insecure about money while they are on their business journeys. Now, in this podcast, she detailed the various ways in which people may think and act when they're coming from a place of insecurity about money, and also detailed how sometimes money insecurity could get you farther away from your goals or the results that you're actually working for. For example, if you have fears about where money will be coming from in your business, you are likely to put out a product or service that may not be ready or may not be in tip-top shape. Only because you think that you have to rush things, put them out or offer them quickly in order to make money fast. So doing things in this manner may actually hinder business if the product or service is not the best. A person that sort of operates from money insecurity and might decide to act to reduce this feeling of money insecurity might actually get terrible outcomes or reviews and maybe less people are likely to trust in their business or buy from them ever again. So this creates a likelihood of less money and the less money you have in your business it also means that you're not really reaching your goals or getting the results that you want, especially if you're creating a business. So approaching money from a place of fear or lack or scarcity actually creates more scarcity and keeps you farther away from your money or business goals. So Stacy definitely touched upon uh, this idea. And as I was listening to her share these ideas regarding money and security, um, this just had me thinking about how people might be acting in their relationships. So I came up with the concept of love and security. And love and security operate in a similar manner. Love and security is when you think and act in such a way in your love life that comes from a place of fear, scarcity, lack, or a graspy, desperate energy. Acting and thinking from this place ultimately leads you away from your overall goals, which is to be in a loving, healthy relationship. So to summarize, love and security is when you feel insecure, unsure, fearful, or have a scarcity, lack mindset when it comes to your ability to create relationships or keep relationships. You might ultimately think that love is not for you, that love is not enough for you, or that it will leave you and you think and behave in ways that actually proves this true. Now, this may show up in various ways and I will provide common examples to illustrate how this works in real life. 
and so that you can have an idea of how it may show up in your life. This list is not meant to be exhaustive, but hopefully it is able to demonstrate the point being made here, just so that you can recognize if this is something that might be happening in your own life, coming from a place of love and security. So a few examples uh, are coming as follows. Number one, uh, lookout mode. When dating, love and security may show up as constantly thinking that the people you date may not be looking for love and that they could just be trying to use you or waste your time. Now, discretion and caution are always good when you're dating and getting to know someone. But if you think that love is not possible with many people, which demonstrates a fear or lack mindset, or for whatever reason you might identify, you may prematurely end the relationship without giving the people or the relationships a chance. You may constantly be on the lookout for signs that these people are all wrong, that they will betray you or that they will leave you high and dry because you're so afraid um, you might actually end up choosing to end things early without actually giving the relationship or the person a chance just because you're operating from like a lookout mode. Number two, I call this one the push away mode. What could happen is that because of love and security or fear, you may actually begin to act in ways that pushes people away, even good people away. For example, if the person you're dating has not texted you for a few hours, you may suddenly have the thought that they're up to no good. And because of this fear, maybe a fear that they're not invested in love or maybe they're not invested in you, you may actually end up calling or texting them incessantly just to get their attention. Or you just may straight out accuse them of being a player in a way that totally came out of left field. The truth could be that maybe they're in class, maybe they're working, they're spending time with friends or family, and they see this type of behavior coming from you as insecurity and that the behavior and thinking you demonstrate may just be too bizarre for them. And then they might actually decide to end the dating or the relationship with you. Now in a marriage or long-term commitment, Love and security may also show up as having a constant thought that at some point your partner will suddenly see who you are and decide that they will not like you and they'll leave you. This may lead you to shutting down, not sharing your authentic self, not creating moments of intimacy, and essentially hiding your personality in such a way that you potentially become a stranger that your partner no longer wishes to entertain. It's very sad to see this, but it is amazing how many people could be guilty of this because of love, insecurity, and fear. Uh, people ultimately end up pushing their partners away. Number three, rushing mode. When dating, you may actually end uh, up trying to rush into something in order to try to make the relationship more serious, more connected, or intimate than it really is. Just to avoid anxiety, uncertainty, fears of abandonment, 
or due to the fear that someone will not love you. This is also related to rushing into sex too early. Now, I'm pretty sex positive and I'm okay with people having sex for the fun of it. But I do want to point out that if you constantly find yourself rushing into sex with people because you want to feel connected pretty quickly, you may want to evaluate whether you're actually trying to avoid anxiety, uncertainty, fears of being alone, or fears of abandonment. Uh, Just something to pay attention to. There's a lot of people when they're going back out in the dating scene that maybe they've ended a relationship or maybe they've um, maybe they were dating somebody and that relationship didn't go too well or maybe there's like a dry spell that they've been in or maybe they're on sabbatical and they're like I'm ready to date now uh, a person can totally be guilty of trying to rush into something uh, and they might not be as discriminant or discerning when it comes to meeting potential love interests and just for the sake of wanting to feel connected and love right away, they might actually think that this person is greater than they actually are. And they might not even actually give that person the opportunity to really impress them, show them that they're respectful, um, or to really demonstrate that this is a person worth being in a relationship with. So a lot of people like overlook red flags in this way. Just because they're trying to rush into something that's very serious or connected or more intimate than it really is. Just to avoid anxiety, uncertainty, fears of abandonment or fears of loneliness or fears that someone would not love you. So something to pay attention to there. Uh, If you happen to be guilty guilty of having been in rushing mode in the past. Um, Number four, avoidance mode. In terms of dating, avoidance mode with love insecurity can look like doing anything to avoid the feeling of being alone after there has been a breakup. I touched upon this a little bit with the last mode, but um, let me elaborate on this specifically. The person may have thoughts and feelings that love is not available to them or that they think that they will always struggle with finding a good match. What happens too though, is that they're not willing to take the time from a breakup to feel the feelings of sadness, anger, disappointment, anxiety, etc. Or they may not take the time to think about what they want to do next time around when they date or get into a serious relationship with someone. Or they might not really take the time to think about how they can work on themselves to create the type of relationship that they actually want. When the person actually has the opportunity to be alone and single and finds themselves alone, this person does the exact opposite. Instead of taking this time to be strategic and learn more about themselves, or maybe spend more time with friends or family, Uh, just to actually use this as a learning point. They try to find the next relationship to jump into right away. They're so afraid of feeling alone that they start dating or trying to create something serious again with someone new. This doesn't even give a person the time to process or plan anything healthy and adds to the baggage that the person might already have 
and they're carrying this new baggage into a new relationship. So in avoidance mode, a person may also do things such as overeat, overwork, overdrink, have too much sex, anything that might give them comfort or some high, just so that they don't have to feel love and security. This is why I call these particular behaviors avoidance mode. Okay. Number five, tiny bubble mode. What could also happen is when someone is actually trying to date and they hope to meet new people, they may not expand their horizons. Um, They might not go to new places or they may not give new people a chance because they're choosing to stay with places or types of people that are familiar to them. The point is because they fear new places, new people, and they think, I should maybe stay with what I know because it's what I already know. It's what I'm comfortable with. I don't have to be afraid of sudden surprises. I know what to do. So if they're in this tiny bubble mode, they are shutting off the possibility of finding love outside of what they already know. They're drastically reducing the chances of meeting people because they're choosing to stay in the same small pond that they already know. And this is because of fear. Number six, comparison mode. In a marriage or long-term relationship, love insecurity may also show up as comparing your partner to other potential prospects or people that you might have dated or people that are just happened or people that just happen to be around you and deciding that someone out there is better and better able to give you the love that you're looking for. But when you do this, you often end up being disappointed and continue to look for partners on an ongoing basis. So even if you might be dating, even if you might be in a marriage or a long-term commitment, you're just sort of comparing your partner to who else is out, who else could be out there? Um, someone else's husband, uh, male friends, male coworkers, or female friends or female coworkers, other partners, depending on who you're attracted to, right? The point is, you're comparing your current partner to somebody else, and you are creating a narrative that out there in the world, outside of your relationship exists a person that might be better for you and might be better able to give you what you need. So when you compare your partner to all of these other people, you often end up being disappointed. And you're often looking and looking for more and more people to prove to you, to prove a belief that maybe there is somebody better out there. And what ends up happening is, You don't really commit to the idea of making a relationship work. You continue to feel insecure within your own relationship and never really feel that you can find or keep your partners. So see if if this is something that might be happening in your relationships. Number seven, love insecurity may also show up in choosing stagnation mode. In dating, marriage, or long-term relationships, the converse can also happen too. 
A person may choose to stay with someone who is all wrong for them or who may even be harmful or abusive to them. But that person stays in the relationship because they're just too afraid to end the relationship. A lot of the times they are just so afraid that there is no one else out there for them. They're afraid of who is out there or believe that no one out there will love them or be available to them. They're operating from a place of love and security because they can't even fathom that there could actually be a good person out there and instead choose to stay with a less than ideal partner. Better to stay with the devil that you know better than the devil you don't know, right? I think you guys have heard that expression before. Uh, And this is sometimes the choices that somebody makes, uh, that people make. Now, sometimes other types of insecurity may be present in these types of situations, um, such as financial insecurity or occupational insecurity or the beliefs that they may not make it. But I wanted to demonstrate that for a love of people, it really just is love and security in this particular situation. All of these other factors could affect a person's uh, decision to stay with somebody somebody that is all wrong for them. Uh, But I think the biggest factor is just believing that um, there's nobody else out there, that there's no other possibility of there being a better life or relationship out there for them. They just choose to stay in stagnation, unfortunately. So when these types of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors occur, a person is operating from love and security. A person is insecure about love in their relationships or while dating and feels as if it is scarce or something that is not for them. The disempowering thing is that these people are essentially putting these roadblocks up for themselves or sabotaging themselves in such a way that keeps them from actually having the relationships that that they desire. These people may want more. Um, They totally might daydream here and there about having a different situation, having a different partner, um, having a different exciting life. Um, These people totally may desire more. But when they are operating from a place of love and security, they cannot see the possibility of love for themselves and keep their life in wanting mode, uh, but not in receiving mode. So having, re- having reviewed some of these patterns with you, some of these modes um, coming from a place of love and security, do some of these patterns seem familiar to you? Do you think that you may be operating from love and security in your own life, in your own relationships, right? And if the answer might be yes, what do you do next? Well, consider these ideas and and options. What if you knew that you could overcome love and security? What would happen? How would you show up in the world? Really consider the questions. I'm going to repeat it again. What if you knew that you could overcome love and security? What would happen? And how would you show up differently in the world? 
like really consider these questions, like really pause. If you have to pause um, the podcast, do it. Like think about it, write about it. Really imagine what love could be like for you if you did not operate from a place of scarcity and fear and instead operated from a place of abundance and possibility. Another idea to consider What if you knew that your human brain would occasionally provide you with these thoughts in your love journey? Because that is what human brains do sometimes. What if these thoughts that your human brain presented to you from time to time while you were dating or when you are in your long-term commitments, what if these thoughts didn't have to mean anything? those patterns, the past, any type of baggage? What if you just let it go anytime it crosses your mind? Really think about it. What if these patterns did not have to take over your life? What if you had the power to make things happen in a way that serves you instead? And what if it was totally possible to have the love that you desire? Really ponder with me here. Some of these questions are very important. Really think about it because the reason I'm asking you to consider these questions is because maybe you never actually gave yourself permission or the time to imagine things with heart and possibility. Like really ask yourself. Have I ever asked myself similar questions? Like, have I ever allowed myself to really absorb these questions, really consider them, really accept that this could be a possibility for me? Well, I'm here to tell you it's totally okay to imagine and to give yourself permission to think that it's possible. Even though I didn't have to give you that permission. I just wanted to point out that maybe you never actually gave yourself permission. Okay? Anything that somebody else has already accomplished before can be possible for you to some extent. If someone has done it before, that means that you might be able to do it too. Now, have you ever heard of a woman or a man overcoming drama trauma, addictions, terrible histories, uh, terrible relationships. All of the time. There are so many examples of people who came from negative and unhealthy patterns and they were able to create the lives that they wanted. They were able to have the love that they wanted. And this type of life is also accessible to you. The thing that made it possible is... For a lot of these people, maybe you have considered family members, celebrities, authors, whatever the case is, whatever your personal example is, the thing that made it possible for them is that they decided to think it was possible. They decided to think that love could be available to them and they decided to work on allowing the idea that they could work for and allow good things to happen in their lives. Now, I want to offer 
that maybe it is possible for you to have the relationships you want. I want to offer that maybe it is possible to feel more secure in your love relationships. And I want to offer the idea that love is abundant and is available to you now. And I want you to consider that if this is something you really want, you need to be open and willing to make space for this possibility. Willingness is key here. Openness is key here. By being curious and open to making space for these possible dreams, you could work on your beliefs and the actions that follow to support these beliefs. Now, some people have very little practice believing that things could be for them because sometimes they never allow themselves to think of these things. But I want to encourage you to begin the practice of imagining. If things worked out for you, what would this love look like? What would dating look like? What would your relationships look like? And how would you show up? A point of trouble for many could be something like the belief that love is not for me. From a different place, we want to create the possibility by looking at some thoughts that we may already believe or may have an easier time believing. Maybe a belief you could make space for is a type of bridge or ladder thought. Now, bridge and ladder, now bridge and ladder thoughts are connecting thoughts or steps from one thought to another. It is not one big giant leap into a thought that you can't believe. For example, if a person has a thought that love is not for me, it is going to be one hell of a jump to go from love is not for me to all the love in the world is meant for me. I'm ready world. But what could work is a more believable thought like love could be out there. Operating from a belief that love could be out there creates more possibility and could help you be more open to meeting people and building relationships. If you allow yourself to consider love could be out there, then you could follow up and create evidence that love could be out there in the world. You would also help create this evidence by asking yourself, what could be different about me or the situation if I believed love could be out there? What would I do? If love could be out there, maybe you could look for evidence of people being in love. Maybe you could look to people who have healthy and balanced relationships and see what they do and follow what they do. Maybe you read about healthy relationships and follow steps to engage in healthy behavior. Or maybe you ask your friends and family on what healthy, loving behavior, thoughts, and feelings are supposed to be like. And maybe you do those things. Maybe you could look into your past for evidence of when someone was kind and loving to you with no strings attached. And maybe after you do all of these things, you decide to try to think, feel, and act in a loving way in order to create more evidence that love could be out there and that love could be for you. Maybe you'd be more open to saying yes to dates with healthy people. You might stop yourself from reacting when you're upset and instead choose to pause and think about solving problems in a healthy way. Maybe you decide to meet new people in new areas. Or maybe you might finally decide to ditch that person you know is not good for you 
And finally, and finally, one day you might come to be- to the belief that love really is out there and that one day you will be with a good match. Possibility and abundance are yours, my friends. You just have to commit to working on those beliefs and building the evidence for them no matter what. And thus, coming from this place of possibility and working on your thoughts and creating bridge or ladder thoughts, creating new thoughts that are believable for you, you begin to show up differently in the world. You begin to think, feel, and act differently and continuously provide yourself with more and more evidence that love is possible for you. The more you are consistent in working on your beliefs and showing up as that person that you want to be, the more likely you will have success in reducing love insecurity. And the more likely you are to create the type of relationships that you want. You don't have to drown in love insecurity, my friends, but can in fact learn to rise above it. So go out there, be aware, think in possibility, and challenge all those thoughts that do not serve you. And work to create and support the beliefs that you want in your life. This is something you can do and it is something you can overcome. Love insecurity doesn't have to be a way of life for you anymore if you don't want it to be. So hopefully that's been helpful for you. Have an amazing, wonderful week and I hope you found this helpful. Please follow me for continued information that could be helpful for you. And check out my website, tracycontreras.com, or follow me on Instagram at tracycontrerascoach for additional tidbits and information that could be of use to you. Have a good day. Have a good week. Take care. Bye-bye.